Before I begin our guided meditation, I'd like to offer some background to this practice that might be helpful. I'm aware that the opportunity for longer retreats is not available for many of our community who are busy raising families or busy at work. And on longer retreats, it's easier to access deeper meditative states. But when we're involved in our worldly responsibilities, this can often be quite a challenge. On longer retreats, you really have an opportunity to explore the many ways in which we construct a view of self, a sense of self. And we begin to see the unskillful actions that come out of this mistaken notion of what we call the personality view. And at different points in our practice, we can have deepening realizations of the fundamental teachings of the Buddha. And that particularly is of anatta, the Pali word for selflessness or non-self, that there's no inherently existing self. But when we're not in a position to do a longer intensive retreat, is this insight, this understanding accessible to us? On my last self-retreat, quite spontaneously, a nine-minute-a-day plan came to my mind. I thought of it as a way of turbocharging our daily practice by doing three short meditations a day, three three-minute meditations. And each of these sessions that I'm about to guide us in targets a particular area of strong identification where this mistaken sense of self is created and is strengthened. In the first three minutes, we'll simply sit and listen to sounds. And as we open to and relax into the awareness of the various sounds, settling back into that openness, into that spaciousness, we can ask ourselves the question, can I find what is knowing the sound? As we investigate, we discover that there's no actual knower, even though knowing is happening. So in this case, we're listening to sounds, we're open to hearing, and when the mind feels open, relaxed, spacious, we ask the question, can I find what's knowing the sound? And we see that although we cannot find the knower, the knowing is still going on. So this can be a very helpful in breaking the identification with the knowing as a knower. All that's going on is just hearing. There's no I or self behind it. In the second three minutes, we'll do an exercise that helps break through the very strong identification we have with the body. And in this session, there are two parts, and they could be alternated with one another, or you could find the one that is most helpful for you. The first part of the exercise is to take in as deeply as possible the truth that birth inevitably ends in death. To make as vivid as possible the understanding not only of our own deaths, but also the deaths of everyone around us. The truth of this is not something morbid, but rather it's part of the truth of our lives. This is something that will come to pass for us all. 
And it serves as a very potent reminder that the body is not self, is not I. It's subject to aging, decay, and death. The other exercise in this second session, in which we're learning to not identify with the body, is to be experiencing bodily sensations free of the concept of body or part of body. And so we'll be investigating and experiencing the sensations directly and their changing nature. In the last three minutes, involves a careful attention to thoughts with an effort to be aware of thoughts precisely as they arise. Very often we're aware of thoughts after they're already finished and that itself is a useful insight. But in this particular three minutes we'll arouse the effort and the energy and the attentiveness to be watching for thoughts and to see if it's possible to be aware of them in their very moment of arising. When we're able to do this, even for a few moments, we often see that in the moment of being aware of the thought, the thought vanishes. And through repeating this exercise again and again, we weaken the identification we have with the thought process, with thinking begin to see that thought itself is the thinker and that there's no I or self behind it. So if we can combine this nine-minute-a-day program with the other aspects of a daily practice, I feel that this can tremendously enliven our understanding of the teachings and even the depths of the teachings in the midst of our very busy lives. In the first three-minute meditation, we'll be opening to the awareness of sounds. So sit comfortably with the eyes relaxed, seeing if you can let go of any tension that you might be holding in the body. And simply listen to the different sounds that are arising. They may be loud sounds, or background sounds, or the sound of my voice. A very relaxed and open way. Be aware of each sound in the moment of its arising, in the clear, open space of mind. Notice how each sound is known spontaneously in the very moment of its arising. No special effort is needed to hear. Hearing happens spontaneously, effortlessly, 
keeping the eyes relaxed, the body relaxed, as if you're listening to music. Letting all sounds arise and appear and disappear by themselves in the open space of mind. In this relaxed open space, see if you can find what's knowing the sound. Each sound is being known in the moment it appears, but known by what? It's not thinking about what's knowing the sound, but rather looking directly. Can you find what's knowing? And even though we can't find what's knowing, the knowing is there, we're hearing the sound. There's knowing without a knower, hearing without a hearer. Simply sounds being known moment after moment. No self, no I behind them. In the second three minutes, you can either use the time to reflect on the inevitable decay and death of the body, either of your own, of people you know, you might have been with as they were dying, Particularly be aware of it in terms of the universality of this process that everyone we know, people close to us, people we don't know, all share in this same process of birth, aging, decay, and death. And to reflect on that in as vivid a way as possible, calling up images in the mind to remind oneself of how this happens. So we can focus either on that aspect 
or as a guided meditation, we'll focus on becoming aware of sensations in the body, free of the concept of I, of self, free even of the concept of body. You're sitting comfortably, eyes relaxed, be aware of the hands touching one another. And begin to notice what it is that you feel. Do you feel your hands? Do you feel your fingers? Do you feel particular sensations? Warmth, pulsing, tingling, vibration. And notice the difference between those two responses. Hands and fingers are concepts. There's no sensation called hand. There's no sensation called finger. Those are all concepts and images which we overlay on the direct experience of the changing sensations. So as you're sitting, settle into that direct experience. What are the actual sensations being felt? What is it like to feel the sensations directly without the concept of finger, of hand? This experience can often feel like we're aware of sensations in space. There's no solidity. Sensations themselves are continually changing, vibrating, pulsing, getting stronger, getting weaker. Can you feel the sensations without superimposing the concept of form, but just the direct experience of the sensations themselves? Now let the awareness open to sensations throughout the body. 
might feel heaviness or pressure or tightness or pulling or lightness. Settle back with a relaxed, open awareness. Open to any sensation that might appear. There's no head, no neck, no shoulders, no back, no chest, no arms or legs or feet, only points of sensation, points of feeling, arising and passing in the open emptiness of mind. There's no solid body that is self or I. Only particular sensations being known moment after moment. As we free ourselves from the concept of body, there's less inclination to identify with it. We see it as a dynamic, changing energy pattern in constant flux. This deepens our understanding of the inherently selfless nature of all phenomena. So for the third three minutes, settle back in a relaxed way, relaxing the eyes. In this three minutes we'll be focusing the attention specifically on the arising of thoughts. So for now, don't pay attention to sounds particularly or the body, but simply be waiting for thoughts to arise in the mind. You might imagine yourself in a movie theater watching the screen, 
watching the screen of the mind. We're just waiting for thoughts to appear. Some thoughts may be quite distinct, loud voices in the mind. Some may be very soft, almost like whispers in the mind. See if you can catch the very beginning of the thought, just as it arises. In those moments, notice what happens to the thought. Does it continue? Does it disappear? Sometimes we'll be watching the screen of the mind and the thoughts will sneak up from behind. Thoughts like, I'm doing pretty good. Or I can't do this. And those are just other thoughts, but it's as if they're coming from the back. And so we need a 360 degree screen. alert for the arising of predominant thoughts, of subtle ones. Sometimes even being aware of the intimation of a thought. In this exercise, we're not trying to keep thoughts from happening. In fact, we even welcome them because it's a chance to be aware of their empty, insubstantial nature. As you practice being aware of thoughts, especially just as they arise, at a certain point you can ask the question, what is a thought? Not what is it saying, but what is the very nature of thought? Through awareness of them, just as they arise, we see that thoughts have no substance at all. 
they have no power at all. The only power thoughts have is the power we give them. And we give them a great deal of power when they're unnoticed. So this exercise allows us to see the selfless nature of thought and gives us the ability to choose which are helpful, which are not. Which do I act on? Which do I let go of? So please use any of these three three-minute meditations in a way that is helpful and supportive for your practice. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.